Okay, so let's、so、stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. And today was a strange day.、Uh, in previous episodes, I've talked about not really. In past episodes, I've talked about not really being around my mother's side of the family anymore. Yeah, I talked to a couple of cousins here and there, and or two via social media, but not really. That's it. So today, trust me, it's not a bad thing. And the episode I'm talking about, it's a little a head scratcher, but I guess you mix good and bad, right? Have the yin and the yang. But anyways, we went in Northbury Farm because, well, my kids love being there, and we have passes, so we go whenever, whenever they want. And it's not like we did we're there all day. It's basically like Camp Snoopy with a couple of rides, and then that's it. We're out. So I completely forgot today. And today was my little niece's birthday. She actually turned thirteen. Last time I seen her was she was four, three years old. Where my little Mia is right now, so it's kind of weird. But anyways, they're going there because you know they're celebrating and whatnot. And she asked if you know we could set up like I guess going there at the same time. And I kind of brushed it off because I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So last night we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with the kids today because you know my wife works, but sometimes on Fridays I like to take them out to wherever we can, even if it's just the park. So they've been mentioning Knotts for their birthday, and they just love that place. They're watching videos all the time. So I looked up reservations, and sure enough, they have them for Friday. Didn't think anything of it. And then once we're there, I actually open my phone as we're waiting in line and look on Facebook, and I see my little cousin post that they're there. And I'm just thinking, like, oh shit! I wonder if I'm gonna run into him. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of got nervous. I haven't seen these people for for years, years on end. By the same time, you know, the aunt that's supposed to be there, I have no beef with her. I, I I love that lady. So it was one of those like I'm not gonna seek him out if I find him. If I walk into them, cool. If not, you know, I'm not gonna lose any sleepover. So sure enough, we're going to Camp Snoopy and. There it is. There's my aunt sitting there with my cousin, my other two cousins, and their one of their kids. And it was cool talking to my aunt for a little bit. Nothing's changed. She's still the same person that you know we love. And it's there's still shit between her and my family. So I don't know. My aunt's always been like the black sheep. I don't know if everyone's jealous of her or they don't like that she's so outspoken and so out in your face. But you know she's the one that stops and helps everybody. She helped us when my grandma passed away. That whole year, she was giving my uncle money for rent, dropping by, giving us food, making sure we're, you know, on the right path, making sure I'm going to school. When my aunt Lizzie passed away, she did the same thing with with her family. She took care of the boys. They were all in school. She made sure they were fed, their clothes were clean. You know, they were doing what they were supposed to, and even when The whole ordeal with social services and my aunt getting removed from the house. She was the one that stepped up after you know after us and during too that took over the kids and helped them. But 
it sounds like things haven't really changed on that side of the family. But it was good to see her, though. And probably going to set something up where we go uh, meet up somewhere and talk and discuss, you know, what's going on. Because there's certain things she wanted to say, but, you know, with the kids there, they couldn't, uh, she couldn't mention their parents or she's going to talk shit about their parents in front of them. I said there's enough of that already, so she wanted to play it cool, and so I said, yeah, you know, don't worry, we'll, we'll talk, it was nice to see her. She loved the kids. Of course, my daughter Mia has my personality, so she was very standoffish. She was, who's this lady? Who are you? Why are you smiling at me? Don't look at me. Just just dogging her out for the whole time. But my boy Max, he, sweet, friendly as could be, he was going up to her, giving her hugs, talking to her, and you know, it was it was cool. I know it was kind of cool. As for the other side, other family, I don't know about them, but that aunt, I love her. She's always been there. She's always kept it real. She never sugarcoated anything. I think that's what I loved about her, and that's what my family hates about her. So, so I really don't know how to transition to what I'm gonna be talking about in this episode, but here it is. <laughs> Tell this episode if you haven't seen already is that three Ks are not that bad in Texas. And yes, when I was thinking of this title, I was watching a Tarantino movie and I kind of read it in, in his uh, monologue voice. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because, you know, you're online, you're seeing different articles pop up around the country. We're on the verge of a possible another lockdown. And it's just like, what else is going to happen? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what else is going to happen. There was an article released that Texas was passing bills that they wanted to remove language in their teaching and the curriculums to take away from the KKK being morally wrong. So in other words, they weren't, they weren't bad guys. They were, they were just guys doing their own thing. So of course, I had to look into it. And the Texas Senate passed a bill that would limit teaching uh, certain topics. And notably, one of those, and notably, those that revolve around race and racism. And I introduce you, Senate Bill 3. It's a follow-up to a bill that already passed in May. It allows the removal of a reference to the Ku Klux Klan being morally, being a uh, quote unquote morally wrong. And it's from the House Bill 3979. So if you want to look it up, go ahead and look it up. And this is all set to become law officially in September. So the Senate Bill 3 is pretty much like a little add on to like, hey, we've, we've said some messed up shit, what we want to do in our state. But I forgot this little post it note. Here it is. And all this really goes back to. The topic of CRT or critical race theory being taught through K through 12, which I don't think it's going to be start teaching at the kinder age, but you never know. There are already books that are called uh, anti-racist babies, feminist babies, gay ABC. So start them young. So might as well, right? But honestly, personally for me, I don't think uh, critical race theory should be taught until seventh, eighth grade. Once you start learning about like World War II and Hitler and the Holocaust. I'd, for sure, I could say we do learn a vast majority of stuff, like with the civil rights movement and segregation and all that stuff at an earlier age. But this is more in-depth into a racist psyche to why they hate, why they're racist. As we learn, you know, why Hitler wanted to kill six plus million Jews with, you know, gypsies, with Polish and the whole thing. So I don't necessarily think it should be taught in those early, early years, but safe to say high school and above, 
why not, right? Well, I mean, they already teach in college, but like introduced in high school a little bit earlier. That's fine. Well, Texas, you can't trust them. <laughs> so CRT has taught that race is a social construct, that racism is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in the legal system and politics. So understanding things like systemic racism and redlining is part of this theory. It's understanding the hate races have and had in the past and how that hate has been passed down and the results from the people that suffer from it. I personally think that CRT should be taught at the higher middle school level, at least a grade before entering high school. You know, once a kid's brains can handle a little bit more of the ugliness of the world, if that makes sense. And I remember it was this time that we started learning about, you know, like Wounded Knee and the Holocaust and learning about it then, it, it blew my mind. It still even does blow my mind to think that that actually happened. You know, I was able to process it, but thinking, but thinking, you know, if I learned it in third grade, would it have been too much? I was, well, it's another story, but it would have been a little too much, especially kids now, they seem that they're a little bit more uh, delicate. So introducing all this stuff in the early age, I don't know, it could be not bad. It could be bad. Now back to Texas and the author of the bill, you know, 3979. So back to Texas, the author of Bill 3979 says that CRT rejects, quote unquote, the rule of law as a disguise for the selfish interest of a supposedly white supremacist American society, society, end quote. In other words, blacks using this to blame white people for their problems or disadvantages. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And to me, it sounds like, and to me, it really just sounds like what the Jim Crow era started is little by little being chipped away and being fought. It's being fought. It's fighting ignorance with education. But you have to think, though, what we've been taught about MLK, Rosa Parks, segregation, lynch mobs, it didn't happen not too long ago. What we learned about seems so far away, but it basically happened the 50s, the 60s, and, you know, decades before that. That's really only a generation away. So we have great-grandparents who lived through all this. It's not so much of a distant history. It's, it's current, and it's still happening. And I think about, you know, the big scale of time, that, that's nothing. And to be honest, those races that got caught and left behind, they just entered a new age, and they found out a way how to hide their hate in the tedious language of the law. And some of these phrases you really hear, but don't think nothing of it. Like, for instance, ghetto neighborhoods filled with minorities, whether black or brown. You really can't say that. So what do they use? They use inner city. I've, I, the only reason why I've used this example because I was part of that inner city. And whenever you've seen anybody advertise for the inner city or this or that, you knew it was not so great places you would want to be around, especially at night. And it sucks. Being the kids in there, you, you know what it means. You know they want to say these little ghetto kids, but they, 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 they can't. They don't want to get sued. They want to, look, they want to look bad. They don't want to get tarnished. They want to get those votes for the next election. So they use different words like this to say what they really want to say. And, you know, too, as a kid, I've seen a couple of these government inner city programs happen maybe once or twice a year to show face, clean up for like a good month or two. And then after that, it's business as usual. See you in the next election. It's just pretty much government turning back. It's back on us. And this really did have a small change in the early 2000s, I want to say. 
it's where you're seeing government invest in the streets and more into your local communities. And next enters gentrification. <laughs> and that's a whole story. That's a whole issue as is. But on a couple of weeks ago on Friday, on the 16th, HB 3979 passed, banning CRT being taught in Texas schools. And SB 3, which is the new amendment, is waiting to be voted on. State Democrats had left the state in protest from this happening. They wanted, a lot of them left the state. A couple of them went to D.C. in protesting of this. On one side, you have people in favor of this bill, and they're saying teachers should teach the facts and don't lead anybody into a specific agenda. And to be honest, I don't know promoting basic civil rights was a bad thing. I don't know it led somebody to a specific party. I don't know we were recruiting everybody from the ages of kinder on to be either Democrats or Republicans in a certain way the way we teach. Apparently, that's, that's it so. And also, too, if I may say, it sounds like party time is over for them. So all this shit that they hid behind is now starting to come to light, and people are actually fighting back and wanting a true, honest education that teaches what's really happening. And they really can't throw throwing a certain political agenda in there. Because if you look back to the Civil War, Democratic and Republican parties flipped and flopped. And it goes back to like what, what Kanye West said. Yeah, people think he's batshit crazy, but he makes a lot of sense to some of the things he says. You just got to kind of peel back everything and like really digest it. And he had mentioned about, you know, this government in this past election wanting everybody to vote Democrat, but back in the Civil War days, it was the Democrats that wanted us to keep us slaves. Yeah, I'm talking from what he said. It was the Democrats that was part of the KKK affiliation. And, you know, that's what I mean by the parties flip and flopping. In 50 years, who knows what it would be. Maybe everybody would be Republican and Democrats are going to be fighting their way up. I have no idea. At this point, it's hard for me to give a shit. But it's... Things happen once in a while. But there's some language in the bill that is pretty iffy looking. And one thing that stuck out to me was the amendment bill is required that slavery and racism is to be portrayed as betrayals of the founding principles of the United States. I'll repeat that again. It requires that slavery and racism is to be portrayed as betrayals of the founding principles of the United States of America. It's just taken away people in that field the genocide for hundreds of years. It's basically a way to rewrite history. And it's it's scary. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because one state does this, not too long, other states are going to follow. What happened here in California? I, I doubt it. It's still scary, though. But yeah, we could be nestled in our little bubble here in a more, uh, I guess you could say, a blue state. The rest of the country, if they follow suit with this, What's it, what's it really going to lead to? Especially the South. You know, they're already bad as it is, some of the things they do. But imagine adding this on top of their already uh, harsh abortion abortion uh, laws, which suck ass too. But it's just a shady way to rewrite history, and it's scary. And as a parent, as any parent listening to this, they should be concerned about it. It's bullshit. The bill also calls for removing learning parts of Martin Luther King, Susan B. Anthony, uh, cases of Brown versus education, and that was about desegregation. It's just mind-blowing that 
now in 2021, with all the shit that we've been through, everything with the elections, having a black black president, seeing learning about civil rights, you would think it would be you'd think it would be the southern states that would have the balls to do this, but it's shockingly coming from Texas. And it's obviously a power move. It's obviously a way to rewrite history. It's like what they say. History is written by the winners. If kids don't learn any of this, how will they grow up? How will they think? I mean, who's going to teach them? The parents? For the most part, parents rely on what the school teaches. And unless the parents get more involved and active into what their kids learn, these bills are going to constantly rewrite, rewrite history. And at this point, I just honestly think all this is genuinely a power grab. I mean, there's different reasonings why there's two arguments to this, but that's just the one that I really see taking over. But you have to think, the civil rights movement, the Selma marches, Brown versus Board of Education, segregation, and many more that people just fought for. Only one generation away. And to think about, you know, Jim Crow, lynchings, KKK mobs. We still have people that are alive in 2021 that lived through that. That's pretty crazy and just mind-blowing to think of. What happened to the people who quote-unquote lost? The racists who wanted to keep the blacks living like, like dogs, for lack of better words, but better phrases. Honestly, they just, they just adapted. They dusted off some of the dust and took positions in politics. Developed dynasties and families. I mean, if you have George Bush, a senior of the CIA, do his dirty shit for Reagan and, you know, more and more forward to have his dipshit son be the president. And through his watch, we have 9-11. We have Iraq war, war on drugs. I'm sorry, war on drugs. We have the war on terror. We have the Patriot Act. We have the whole NSA leaks. It's just shit that started back then and just getting passed down. You know, you look back at all the history, it's all power. You know, from the Spanish coming over, seeing the, you know, people full with beauty and natural resources, it was a way for them to steal wealth and make their homeland even more powerful. Crusades, we've seen a power war for what religion will lead the masses. California mission establishments, it was a genocidal act to convert and hold power over the indigenous population via religion. And in recent times, we've seen Hitler and the Jews. He felt the Jews cost Germany World War I, thus the reign of ending the reign of world domination. He used them as a building block of hate and reasoning to pull Germany out of a depression and start the Third Reich. And sadly, it was just to fuel his power. Six million innocent Jews were killed along with another three million that included gays, gypsies, and Polish. You know, just to name a few. All power. So when I see this bill being passed, and it's all power. So when I see this bill being passed, it's a power move, and that's scary for the future. And it just adds more to the feel for this war between Dems and Republicans. I hope when parents see this, they take up more of a role into what their kids are learning. But you know, it's hard. Trust me, I know. But it should be scary to all. And if we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. I hope other states don't follow suit with this. I mean, this episode was just to bring awareness to what's going on and to show our education system needs a revamping. You know, we talk about infrastructure and how technologically we've advanced so much throughout the years. But at the same time, our education system is just the same over the past, what, 80 years? 
I mean, there's a there's a small a small change with you know the whole STEM thing and some of the magnet programs and gifted programs that are going on, but not enough. School's the same old bullshit. It's the same old government controlled curriculums. And I mean, it's I I was in school, and it's not like I'm saying like you know I was out of it and I'm just talking shit about it, but I was in it. I've seen how brainwashing it is. How they only teach you what they want to teach you so you can continue your education and pay more money, kind of keep you in this trap. And yeah, there's tons of kids that they go to a higher college and they work their way through college and they had no student debt. That's cool. That's perfectly fine. They've earned it. They did their thing and no one's uh, taking that away from them. No one's talking shit about them. But it's not everybody in that same situation. Some people, they have no choice but to get those loans and they may be caught up in a rock and hard place and that's their way out. And now they're stuck paying all this loan debt. And it's just a big circle that they, they keep us in from high school to going on. Because if you remember, you think back about what high school was, everything was, you got to go to college. Third and ninth grade, freshman year, it was, you got to do it now. You got to do this. You got to get your electives. You got to go to college. You got to do your A3G requirements. Well, for us back then in 07 or 03. Ugh. Wow, that just sounds really bad. Like almost 20 years ago, I entered high school. But in 03... It was your A, A through G requirements, your SATs, your California exit exam back then they had. And that's really all it was. It was do good in school, get good grades, go to college, get your degree. But once you graduate high school and you either choose you know, what route you're going to take, and even more so evident now, people are realizing that you really don't need to go to college to achieve what you want to do, how to be a good person, what you need to do to live life. And... It's just shit that gets lost in the system. It gets lost in translation and it gets lost of what we truly should be teaching. And it's scary that things like this get slipped in and it sets a precedent for what the rest of the country is going to look to be using as an example. And sadly, it's this from Texas. And I'm pretty sure if this passes in September, a lot of Southern states might kind of go along with it. They might not. They might surprise me. They might surprise other people and turn astray. But there's some southern states that you could still get married as early as 13 with the parent, parents' permission. And I even think one state, not really too sure, is a little bit younger than that. So my faith in them is all-time low. I get people, too, their history in the South, all-time low, but you never know. You don't know what's going to happen. If this law, hopefully this law doesn't pass, but with the Supreme Court, mm, don't know can't say but it's just the reasoning why us as parents should have more of a interactive interactive role in our parents and our kids education and it starts from being active you know with school making sure you're paying attention to what they're learning because i don't know things might get slipped in you're not too fond of and goes against what you think of and that's it your kids are immune to that they already know they already learned whether they're good or bad Who's to say? But the fact that as parents, we have our own viewpoints, beliefs, ideologies that we want to pass on to our kids. And one thing that sucks is when other people come in and they try to mess that up. And that could come in disguise as your family, friends, stranger on the street, or even the teachers and what they're teaching in our classroom. So it's a big mess and we'll just wait and see. And I just wanted to talk about it real quick and shine some light. I mean, thankfully, I'm going to be homeschooling my kids for 
a good four or five years until they're in the middle school age, and then we're going to see what's the plan. They either go to school or if they like doing what we're doing, we'll have a discussion about it. That's what we're family. That's what we're here for. So right now, I don't have to worry about this, but you never know into what's going to happen. So thanks again for listening for another week. Thanks for welcoming me back, which what may seem as a long, long time from recording. But until next time.